today on Grace to the Hearers with Pastor Eric Kluth. There are few who fully consume the whole body of Jesus. And to, to fully consume Jesus means that you accept fully the Word of God. Because here's the problem, you guys. If the Word does not line up with your fleshly desires, then you most likely will reject that part of the Word. But understand, the Word of God is Jesus. The Word of God is Jesus. Just about everyone can find things they like about Jesus. The same is true of Scripture. They take the teachings that fit within their worldview, but choose to overlook those that conflict with their opinion of who God should be. As Pastor Eric teaches in today's message, if we're going to truly accept Jesus, we have to accept all of Him. Well, let's join Pastor Eric for part two of his message, Do You Also Want to Go Away? Once a person responds to God's pulling and leading, that person will be saved because God will be leading them to who? Jesus Christ. And Jesus said that no one can come to the Father except through me. And so by God leading man to him, he's leading man to himself through Jesus Christ. And then Jesus said that those who are led and drawn drawn in by the Father will be raised up in the last day. Now the last day, according to Revelations 20, there will be judgment on this day. And people who have not responded to God's drawing will perish. Why will they perish? Because they didn't come to Jesus. They didn't answer the call of God. Now on the flip side of the coin, on this day, those who did respond will be saved. They will have eternity with Christ and with God because they did respond to God's leading of them to himself. Now, how does God draw man to Jesus? How does God draw man to himself? A major way is through the Holy Spirit. The Bible says this in John 16, However, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me. He will take of what is mine and declare it to you, all the things that the Father has are mine. Therefore I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. Jesus speaking there, uh, speaking about the helper, the one who is to come, the helper who is already have come, the Holy Spirit. So God uses the Holy Spirit, his spirit to draw man to himself through Jesus Christ. Now, God is a proud father. He's a proud father, and he's proud of his son, the only begotten. The Bible says in Luke 9.35, And a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son. Hear him. See, God wants man to hear his son, Jesus. God draws man. He wants us to come to him, but he wants us to come to him through his son, Jesus. Why? Because Jesus is God. And Jesus is perfect. And he is the only way that man can get to God is through Christ. Because God's drawing man to Jesus, this would take the stress off of us as believers in Christ when you're sharing the gospel. I don't know about you guys, but sometimes when I'm, I think, I'm like, okay, I know that I need to be sharing my faith with others. And sometimes it's kind of scary and like, oh, what do I say? Will I offend them? Uh, how will I word this uh, to them? 
But this, knowing that God draws man, should take the stress off of you. Because it's not your job to draw people to Jesus. That's God's job. It's our job to present and share the gospel and to love others. Really, if you look at it, the job of a Christian is actually not that difficult. Love God, love others, and tell others about Jesus. The difficult part, the heart change, that's up to God. That's up to Him. And if you're thinking that you're good with God because of your family roots, just as the Jews had thought, let me just tell you this morning, you have to come individually to Him yourself. You cannot be saved through your parents, through your grandparents. And I've heard many times, I'm a Christian, I've always been a Christian. My parents were Christians. Great for them. Have you made that personal decision to follow Jesus Christ? God is the only one that can give salvation. And by the way, it is a gift from God, according to Ephesians 2, 8, 9, and Romans 6, 23. God draws all man. And I say that God does draw all man because of his heart in, displayed in 1 Peter. I mean, I'm sorry, 2 Peter 3, 9. God does not want any man to perish. He doesn't want anybody to face that judgment in that last day. He doesn't want anyone to perish. So God is drawing all men. It is the man. What is the man going to choose? Because God doesn't force himself onto anybody. He doesn't make them choose him. But he is calling them. The question is, is have you responded to God through his son, Jesus Christ? Continuing on in verse 47 through 59, we see Jesus speak. He says, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me has everlasting life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which comes down from heaven, that one may eat of it and not die. I'm the living bread which came down from heaven If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world. The Jews therefore quarreled among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Verse 55. For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so he who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers ate the manna and are dead. He who eats this bread will live forever. And these things he said in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. So here we see again, Jesus is not giving up. Even though they were offended by him saying, he is the bread of life, Jesus continued with the truth. What a great message that is for you and I today. Even when people are offended and are appalled at the truth of God, continue to speak forth. As the Lord Jesus told Paul, do not be silent. Do not be silent. 
Do not be silent. Keep speaking forth. So again, Jesus says that he is the bread of life. He points out to the Jews, the bread that your fathers ate, the ones that you said are from heaven, they are dead because they ate that bread. Because it was physical bread. Jesus is speaking of spiritual bread. Spiritual level. And Jesus tells them, if you only, if you only consume me, you will have life. Now this message, hearing this message of saying, eat my flesh and drink my blood, it sounds like cannibalism, right? No way, I don't want to do that. That's wrong. But Jesus isn't speaking on the physical. He's speaking on the spiritual. If you consume me, consume means that you partake in. You consume the word. You consume Jesus through the word of God. You are consuming him. And you're consuming all of him. And he's trying to explain this to the Jews, but they were not understanding because their hearts were not in that, that setting. They were set on physical things, not the spiritual. How can this man give us this flesh to eat? How can this man, note the word man, they weren't looking at him as Lord. They were looking at him as man. Jesus saying, if you don't fully consume me, you are a dead man. Even in the midst of denying, God keeps going with the plan of redemption through Jesus Christ. Please understand that God is love. God is merciful. God is gracious and God is uh, uh, merciful. I said it again. And God is long-suffering. Even in the midst of man's denial, God still gives opportunity to come to him. I praise God for that. And I'm sure many of you praise God for that. (laughs) because on the average, God gives man, what, 80 plus years to live on this world? 80 plus years to accept his personal invitation for life. To say that God is not fair is ridiculous. God is more than fair. Being fair would mean that you have a choice to choose. And most people, God has given you more than one opportunity to choose. God gives you multiple years to choose. God is fair. To have life, one must fully consume Jesus. In our text, Jesus says, if you don't eat my flesh and drink my flood, you have no life in you. And many people like the idea of Jesus, don't they? They like the idea of Jesus. In fact, most religious people, religions of this world, other than Christianity, accept Jesus of being a good man. I'm good with saying, I'm good with people saying that, you know, Jesus is a good guy. Most people would say that. I'm good with saying that most people believe that he is a good person. They are okay with him, though, as long as he doesn't go against their fleshly desires. That's when the problem comes in. Man consumes only what he or she wants. There are few who fully consume the whole body of Jesus. And to to fully consume Jesus means that you accept fully the word of God. Because here's the problem, you guys. If the word does not line up with your fleshly desires, then you most likely will reject that part of the word. But understand, the Word of God is Jesus. The Word of God is Jesus, as we're told in the Word. John 1 again, 1. 
Yes, Jesus is not here physically, but he is here with us today throughout the word of God. Through his Holy Spirit, he is with us. (laughs) Therefore, we have to lean and rely on the word of God. If you reject certain verses in the word of God, then know that you are rejecting Jesus and that you have not fully consumed him. There are few who who fully accept the word of God in its fullness. Because the problem is, though, that with man, even within churches today, man can twist the word of God to fit his or her fleshly desires. You can twist it to whatever it wants to, whatever you want it to say. But here's the solution to that problem. It's found in Proverbs 30. Do not add to his words, lest he rebuke you and you be found a liar. There's the solution right there. Don't add to the words. Don't twist it to fit your own fleshly desires. Don't add to it, lest you be found a liar. When you study the word of God, you must be taught by the Holy Spirit. As Jesus said that the Holy Spirit, he is the one who will teach you all things. Well, guess what? If you haven't responded to God leading you to himself through Jesus Christ, you then do not have the Holy Spirit, meaning this. You cannot divide the word of God rightly. You're doing it according to the flesh. You need the Holy Spirit to guide you into all truth. Because the thing of the flesh is that we make things a mess. (laughs) But the Holy Spirit is perfect. He is God. And he will guide you into all truth. You need the Holy Spirit, meaning that you need to respond to God's calling to him through Jesus Christ. Continuing on as we look at the end of the chapter, verses 60 through 71. Therefore, many of his disciples, when they heard this, said, This is a hard saying. Who can understand it? And when Jesus knew in himself that the disciples complained about this, he said to them, Does this offend you? What then if you should see the Son of Man ascend where he was before? (laughs) It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. Verse 64. But there are some of you who do not believe. He's speaking to his disciples those who were following him. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were who did not believe and who would betray him. And he said, Therefore I have said to you that no one can come to me unless it has been granted to him by my Father. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. Then Jesus said to the twelve, Do you also want to go away? But Simon Peter had answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Also, we have come to believe and know that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered them, Did I not choose you, the twelve? And one of you is a devil. He spoke of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon, for it was he who would betray him, being one of the twelve. So when the multitudes have heard Jesus say that he is the bread of life and that, you know, he, he who eats my blood and drinks, or eats, drinks my blood and eats my flesh will have everlasting life. They said, how could this be? This is a hard saying. Who can understand that? Who can understand it? And they complained. 
<laughs> Did you see that in verse 61? Again, they complained to themselves about this. Jesus, being all-knowing, answered them and says, Does this offend you? Does this offend you? And so then Jesus challenges the people some more. And not only does Jesus challenge them by saying, Consume me, now he tells them, What if you saw the Son of Man ascend to heaven? You want to talk about eating my flesh and drinking my blood, if that's tripping you out. What what happens if you saw the Son of Man ascending up to heaven? As we know he did in Acts, right? And I believe Jesus has a sense of humor because the people were struggling with the whole coming, Jesus coming down from heaven. Now he mixes it up and says, well, what do you think if I go back up to heaven? What will you think then? Struggle with that. <laughs> funny. <laughs> That's funny. Jesus teaches then again to the people, though, the Spirit gives life. I love that Jesus doesn't quit. He continues to have the compassion for people. Continues Even in their mix of their complaining, their offend, being offended, he still loves them to, enough to share the truth. He tells them that the words of the Spirit bring life. And when he said this, you guys, he knew in his heart that there were some that wouldn't believe. I mean, just if you knew the hearts of man, if you knew the guy that you were talking to at work wouldn't believe, would you still speak forth? Really, would you? I mean, if you knew that he wasn't going to believe, would you continue? Christ did. Some of us just have a hard enough time opening our mouth, and we don't even know what is in their heart, if they're going to believe or not, because we don't want to offend. Once again, though, Jesus shares that man can't come to him unless the Father grants him. This saying was the final straw for many people walking with Jesus. This was the final straw. You know what, Jesus? We don't believe you. We don't believe you. We're going to depart. And they departed. And did you see it? Did you see it? And walked with him no more. No more. A multitude of people. This same multitude, 5,000 people getting fed barley loaves of bread and two small fish, having their, themselves or their relatives being healed by Jesus, is saying, I can't accept this saying that you are the way of everlasting life. I'm not going to walk with you anymore. I'm not going to do it. And they departed. Then Jesus turns to his 12 and says, do you also want to go away? And I love what Peter said, you guys. Peter, the guy that, you know, insert foot in mouth and then take that foot out and then insert the other foot into his mouth. Said, Lord, where should we go? You have the words of eternal life. And we've also come to believe, speaking of the twelve, he was, he was taking that upon himself. We have also believed that you are the Christ, the Son of God. But Jesus calls him out and says, yeah, I chose twelve, but one of you does not believe. One of you doesn't believe. From thinking of Peter like, wait a minute, I just said we all believe. Don't we all believe, guys? I'm sure Judas didn't say, oh, I don't. That would, that would be to come. The Word of God is challenging, my friends. And oftentimes the Word makes your flesh uncomfortable. Understanding your flesh profits nothing, and then the letting, also understanding that the Holy Spirit will guide you through the Word. When you come to the points that your flesh hates, rely on the Spirit of truth to guide you through it. Because there's a lot of things in the Bible that make me uncomfortable. 
But I must rely not on myself because the flesh profits nothing, but I must rely on the Spirit who is the one who brings me into all truth. Remember who you are consuming. Not just words on this paper. Not just words on this nice Bible. Not just words, but you're consuming Jesus Christ. You're consuming him. And the word, my friends, will offend. Are you ready for that? Are you ready to continue to bring forth the word of God? The word that is offensive, and it's offensive only when you put your flesh first. So those who are offended by God's word are still living for themselves. But Jesus says to us, you guys, deny the flesh, crucify the flesh. A lesson that I am personally learning daily now. When I say that, meaning that there's a lot of areas where I trust God, but there's a lot of areas that God is pointing out that I need some work in. And I thank you, thank him for his grace and his working with me. And I'm sure you do as well. But the flesh, as Jesus said, profits nothing. Therefore, why hang on to it? It needs to die because the Spirit gives life. And to live in the flesh means that you live as the dead. But to live in the Spirit means that you live alive. And there are some of you who do not believe. Jesus knows your hearts. Psalm 44, 21 says, For he knows the secrets of your heart. Do you believe? Truly, have you respond to God's gift of salvation through Jesus Christ? If not, remember God is love, God is long-suffering, and he has allowed you to breathe one more day so that you can respond. As Jesus said, today is the day of salvation, and salvation has come to this house. Believe is what Jesus said. Belief is the work of God. If you want to do the work of God to earn salvation, then believe in Jesus Christ. Will you walk away? Today and the days to come, you have a choice. Will you fully consume Jesus, remembering that Jesus is the Word? Will you fully partake in Christ, or will you be offended and walk away? According to Jesus, there will be those again who will depart from the faith. Is that going to be you? Is that going to be you? Is that going to be me? By the grace of God, I say no. And I believe that in the times of trials, God is strengthening us for the times that we live in to stand strong in the faith. I've been praying for more faith, more faith. I pray that it's not you, but the choice is yours. I can't make you. It's between you and God. Therefore, we should respond like Peter. Where would I go? Where would I go? You have the words of eternal life. And I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And by this response, Jesus himself has guaranteed you life forever. And he will raise you up in the last day. Praise Jesus. We hope the words Pastor Eric shared have encouraged you to learn even more about our Savior and seek his love and hope for your own life. Jesus has the power to change every person's life, wiping sin away and giving back a full life of love and grace. If you'd like to know more about Jesus and how you can have a personal relationship with Him, we'd love to tell you more. 
Please give us a call at 520-723-7047. That number again is 520-723-7047. We have much to share with you about Jesus, and we'd like to join you in prayer as you begin your journey of faith. One thing we'd encourage you in right away is to find a local church in which to get involved. If you are in the Coolidge, Arizona area, we would be thrilled to have you join us here at Calvary Chapel Coolidge. Come join us for a time of worship and studying verse by verse through the Bible. You can find our weekly service times, church address, and directions through our website at gracetothehearers.com. You'll also be able to read more about Pastor Eric, our church family, and what we believe. That website again is gracetothehearers.com. That's all the time we have for today on Grace to the Hearers. We're so glad that you joined us, and we hope you'll continue to be blessed throughout your day. Tune in again as Pastor Eric continues teaching through the book of John, right here on Grace to the Hearers.